For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, welcome back. Hour number two. It's five minutes after the hour of 11. Miller and Condon taking you up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Still to come. Dave Sprown, about 20 minutes, KASI in Ames. And then, as we always do on Friday, we'll give you an opportunity, before we get out of here, to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons in Altoona. Uh, grateful to be joined by our next guest. Busy times for him, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, editor-in-chief college football. He joins the program. Stuart, Trent Condon, Ken Miller in Des Moines, thanks for finding some time on a hectic day as both Texas and Oklahoma, uh, to no surprise, have made it official. They've accepted the ACC's, or the SEC's invitation uh, to join. How you doing, Stuart? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. You know, it's um, it's crazy times. Seemingly came out of nowhere. But what I'm finding this morning and, and re- following you on Twitter, as we do, and you've been listening in uh, to the Oklahoma president, some of the comments, boy, it really seems that uh, they believed uh, that the Big 12 has really fallen in the eyes as far as these uh, media contracts, when they're going to be renegotiated. The statement that uh, resonated with me is this is from uh, the President Haraz. Uh, this is a move for stability and preservation, an essential time, not an opportunistic time. Uh, they really believed that the Big 12 was going to be in trouble had they remained. Yeah, I think that a real uh, sobering moment for the Big 12 and, and for those two schools in particular, was in uh, in the spring. Um, they enlisted a TV consultant, and that TV consultant went to ESPN and Fox and said we'd be interested in opening discussions early uh, about extending our TV contract that runs through 2025. Normally, you wouldn't, you know, normally in the past you wouldn't um, see those discussions start taking place till closer to it expires. But I do, but I think everybody noticed last year that the SEC. Um, was able to get ESPN to do that deal for the uh, games that are currently on CBS. Mm-hmm. And they got that nailed down four years in advance. And that's because that's an extremely lucrative uh, property that everybody wanted a piece of. Big 12, not so much. Uh, they went and they found out that there wasn't really any interest in extending it early. And I think that was a red flag for Texas and OU. Here are two two programs that basically carry that conference in terms of TV value, uh, two of the most prestigious brands in the country, and I think that they're saying, well, wait a minute, we need to be part of a conference that is coveted by the TV networks. Um, and yes, you're right. The, the comment he had, I thought that was pretty eye-opening about that they felt like they had become last in line. He said not just among the Power Five conferences, but among all the sports deals that are going on. He mentioned hockey. You know, ESPN just got a new deal with mm-hmm. hockey, and that that was a bigger priority to them than the Big 12. So um, you can kind of see now why this happened when it did. You know, Stu, here in Iowa, obviously the conversation very quickly morphs to Texas, Oklahoma, they're gone. What about Iowa State? Initially, there was a lot of hope of the Big Ten, maybe some kind of merger with the Pac-12. What's the latest on that front? I know we want everything to happen right now. Probably not going to happen that way. With an Iowa State perspective, what have you heard? I don't think anything's going to happen too quickly, no. Um, you know, anything's possible, but... You know, my read on it uh, from talking to people, especially at Pac-12 Media Day this week, is that the landscape has changed. And um, whereas in 2010, 2011, somebody might have looked at Iowa State and said, let's go get all the TV markets and all the cable households in Iowa. 
Um, that's just not a driving factor anymore because of cord cutting. It's really about who is a big national brand that can get us a lot more eyeballs nationally. And Iowa State is not that. Now, you know, we'll see. This is a lining up to be possibly their, their dream season this year. Mm-hmm. And that might, maybe that changes some minds if Iowa State is a playoff team. But these, you know, brands get developed over a long period of time. It's not one or two good seasons. And unfortunately for Iowa State, they don't have that history. So, you know, as of this moment, I don't expect that any of those eight other Big 12 teams will get picked up by another Power 5 conference. I really don't. I think that, you know, they're going to have to decide if they want to stick together and add a few teams and continue on as the Big 12 or maybe something with a different brand, um, or are some of them going to start to, you know, jump ship early? It certainly seems like they're all motivated to stay in the Big 12 for the next four years and keep Texas and Oklahoma in it. Uh, They don't want to let Texas and Oklahoma off the hook. And if any one of those schools leaves early, then I think that from what we understand, they get out of paying the exit fees. They can justify leaving early. So, you know, there could be a bit of a uh, staring contest right. between OU Texas and the others about who's going to blink first. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen, and the lawyers are going to get involved. I, I know that both sides are saying that they're, they're, they're willing to stay through the end of 2025. I don't think anybody believes that that's going to happen. Normally, when we see this, that's the, that's the first, uh, that's, those are the first words, but then very quickly it morphs, well, they're going to leave at the end of this year. Don't you think that that's how this is eventually going to play out? Uh, that, that Oklahoma and Texas, whether it's they take that Longhorn money and just turn that back over to the conference itself, don't you think that's how it plays out that this will happen sooner rather than later as far as OU and Texas's exit? I do. I, mostly because I think it will be absolutely miserable for those schools to stay another four years. I think it's going to be miserable for them to stay an extra one year. Yep. You know, you, you, you stab the other eight schools in the back. What do you think those road trips are going to be like? Mm. Uh, how nasty do you think the fans are going to be toward those players and coaches? Um, you know, every call that gets, it goes against those yeah. teams, they're going to think that the conference has it out for them. And so I think they will be highly motivated to get out sooner. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to get sued. They don't want to, I mean, ideally, right, they don't want to have to pay $75 million a piece or whatever it may be. But given how much money they're going to get by going to the SEC, to me that's kind of like a, a deposit, right? You, or maybe deposit is not the right word, but you pay that money, but you're going to get that back and more yep. within a few years of being in the SEC. Uh, were you surprised that we, we all say, well, ESPN owns college football. They own the bowl system. But it seems within the last 10 days or whatever it is, it is really, I think, certainly struck home to me that ESPN actually owns college football. Uh, how did they get so big? How did they get in this sport? No, There's no other TV entity that owns a sport the way ESPN does college football. How did we let this happen? <laughs> well, for a while, they didn't really have a, a, a competitor. You know, when you think about Fox, they didn't really become a huge player in college football until much more recently. Um, you know, ESPN was really the driving force, uh, you know, starting with the BCS, uh, which was an ABC ESPN property, um, you know, the Big Ten, like they've had long-term deals with all of these conferences. It's really only in the last eight years or so that Fox, I mean, first they got the Big 12 and Pac-12, and then obviously a big one was the Big Ten. So, um, you know, I think, and, and let's not forget the college football playoff, um, which is everything to ESPN. Mm-hmm. So um, they just have so many of the rights. And, uh, you know, I mean, they 
their involvement in college football, I mean, they, a lot of times they're the ones, you know, they, they've at times scheduled games. And by that, I mean, like, literally called up two schools and said, you should play each other. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly at those neutral, a lot of those neutral site games get brokered by ESPN. So now, are they manipulate, as Bob Bowlesby alleges, are they getting in there and trying to sabotage a conference and dissolve it for their good? You know, I, he says he has proof of that. I'd love to see that proof. Uh, I don't think it's any secret that these, I mean, the thing is, like, these networks and conferences are always talking to each other. It's not like they only talk once every 12 years. They, they see each other at meetings. They, this, there's a constant dialogue, but that's different to me than if, if, in fact, they were calling up the AAC and saying, you guys should go raid the Big 12 because it would be better for all of us. Let's go to the 12-team playoff. It felt like that was happening very quickly, that we weren't even going to have to wait till 2025 to get it. Now, as we see what Greg Sankey did, stabbing Bob Bullsby in the back and taking his two biggest brands. Those are the two big parts of putting this idea together. What's the Pac-12? What's the Big Ten? What's the remaining Big 12 say to now this expanded playoff that looks like it's really good for the SEC? Oh, and by the way, there's no open window to negotiate with Fox, with other entities. This would be an ESPN property. How close are we to seeing that 12-team playoff taken off the board? I think it'll still happen because it's good for everybody. I mean, the SEC, okay, they might get more teams than that they would have, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago. But, I mean, the Pac-12 really needs there to be a 12-team playoff. That this Not getting in the 14 right. every year is really hurting them. But I think, I know, I talked to the, to the new Pac-12 commissioner at, at Media Days. He feels, and he just started on this job. Like, he wasn't part of the, the process that led to this. He really feels like Greg Sankey pulled a fast one on everybody. And I think that the ACC and the Big Ten feel that way, too. And they're going to say, let's pump the brakes on the process. Not to say we we now oppose a 12-team playoff, but, you know, when they put that out there in June, everybody uh, was like, huh, why are, they, why are they suddenly rushing this through? Right. Like, all we ever heard was, we're fine with four, we're going to ride that out. And now suddenly it was, here's a very specific 12-team proposal that we're going to try to put in place as soon as we can. So what I think ends up happening is that, this gets stalled till, till the contract runs out in 2026. Um, there were already commissioners who felt like they would be leaving money on the table if they just extended it with ESPN rather than taking it to the open market. And now, obviously, there's instability. I mean, there, we, we all believe this will be the first of other dominoes. Mm-hmm. And by the time it all gets done, is it still a good idea to have six automatic berths for conferences and, and some of the other details that were in there? So, yeah, I mean, I think it slows down. And, uh, and, and, you know, there was thought a month or two ago that that next CFP meeting in late September is the one where they would officially rubber stamp it. And now I'm not, I, I don't feel as optimistic about that. Yeah, nor do I. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. A couple more minutes, Stuart. We'll, we'll let you go. And we appreciate you finding time uh, for us today. You mentioned the trust factor. And, I th- and here's, the, here's what I would love to be able to find out. And I don't know if we ever will. We did find out that Bob Bowlesby was somehow alerted to the fact that he believes that ESPN was was working behind the scenes to try and poach some of the remaining Big 12 teams to to join the AAC. Um, did one athletic director alert Bob Bowlesby, or did they come all together? Because if it was one, the other two were kind of keeping this under the vest. And I mean, how can anybody trust anybody, I guess, is where I'm going with this. You can't. I mean, it's... it's 
I'm saying this a lot this week for for something with college in the name, collegial. Uh, this is some of the worst, some of the most ruthless backstabbing you'll ever see. That's amazing is in realignment, and and I'm talking, you know, when Miami le- uh, uh, left the Big East for the ACC. Every you know, I remember the Big East people being furious that they've been doing this behind their back. Um, this is, but this one, I mean, Bob Bowlesby and Greg Sankey spent two years on this playoff working group going around the country holding secret meetings about the future of the playoff and saying he the whole time knows that texas know you were talking to him um you know i think bob Bowlesby in particular and i feel really bad for him i mean he's so close with joe castiglione they go back decades the oklahoma ad you know you saw him send a, a threatening letter to burke magnus the yeah. one of the head honchos at espn my, if I had to guess, I bet Burke Magnus and Bob Bowlesby have had drinks together many, many times over the years. And, and he was completely blindsided. Um, so I think everybody, you know, I think what's going to happen now is everybody's going to be uh, looking behind, you know, over their shoulder. The Pac-12 at, at media days, you know, you would hear uh, both sides of it. You would hear like, we don't need to do anything. 12 teams, we're fine for now. Um, it's a good group. We're all together, but you know, they're also wondering like, uh Oh, is the big 10 going to come talk to USC? You know, what, what should we do? Everybody's going to be playing this big game of chess for a while. And I think nobody trusts anybody at this point. Stu, uh, I'm of the belief we're heading to two, not four mega conferences, but two, the big 10 and whatever they grab, maybe those PAC 12 schools, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, ultimately to get to 24, a couple ACC schools, and the same thing for SEC. Fox owns the Big Ten brand, ESPN's got the uh, brand with the SEC, and they go that direction. You ultimately end with 48. Is that crazy? Is that theory? I'm talking 2035, but is that a realistic end game for all of this? I think that yeah, I think you're totally right. I think that we already are at two super conferences. If you really look at how much more money the Big Ten and the SEC make than the others, I know we say Power Five, but it's really kind of Power Two, and then the next three. And now it's going to be, you know, that list is going to go down to four. And I absolutely think that, you know, now the now the ESPN has the whole SEC, and they are the to me, you know, we call it, they have a thing called the SEC network, but ESPN itself to me is now going to be the SEC network. And Fox, when the Big Ten deal comes up in a couple of years, is I know is going to try to buy out the whole thing. And then they become the Big Ten network. And then everybody else is just kind of like mm. complimentary programming. You know, like the networks still love the Pac-12 because they, they're the only ones that will play that 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right? So, you know, you, you still need, have a need for that. And ACC still has Clemson, so you still want some of the you know those games. But, you know, the Big Ten and the, and the SEC are, are going to um, – call the shot going forward. And so to your point, I think this wave we're in now is kind of the. Mm-hmm. Did we lose Stu? I think we did. Uh, Stuart Mandel, for you, uh, we cannot hear you. We appreciate you coming on. We'll let you go. Um, thank you for this. Trent, send him a text. It's yes. Tell me I lost him. Thank you, Stuart Mandel, if you're there and you can hear us. We appreciate it. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Um, more on uh, realignment. The, the Big 12 was going to be on the outside looking in, by, by all accounts, by the president of Oklahoma. That's how they felt, uh, that that is the way that things were going. So, Trent, you've got the Big 10 network will be fox Mm -hmm. the sec network will be uh espn and abc and then um dominoes fall into those conferences where they may 
the pack you get kind of that California wing or that West Coast wing for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Go after Virginia, North Carolina. Where's the ACC schools going? Most of them to the SEC. Okay, but and how many are in yours? Twenty four in each. Twenty four in each. Wake Forest, sorry, yeah, not a spot. Virginia Tech, maybe not a spot. There, there's some NC State, maybe not a spot. When you get to that, you're talking about good programs. Won't have a seat at the table. Some good basketball schools yes. won't have a seat at the table. Uh, we'll give you your final opportunity, at least on Miller and Condon, to win $1,000. That is right now as we're going to go for the green. This promotion ends, at least this one does, it ends today all across the iHeart stations, this one included. Time to go for the green on cakes. And oh, you can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword WIN to 200-200. That's WIN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, uh, Miller. Miller and Condon will be back. We will be joined by Dave Sproul. Claxton's Barbecue giveaway to come up here in about 20 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, remember the rules. You can only play once every 30 days. Whether you win or not, you only get that opportunity to do so once every 30 days. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106. Trent Condon here for K-Guard, Leaf Free Gutter System. After Wynn took down a gutter at my house a few weeks back, I did the research and it pointed one way to K-Guard Gutter System. The Manning Brothers are Central Iowa guys that grew up here and take pride in the work that they do. And that certainly showed at my home. Professional installation on most homes in one day. No more worries about clogged gutters. Contact K-Guard Iowa today for a no-cost consultation at 515-795-7069. 795-7069 or online kguardiowa.com Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at rushonbusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on Heart Media. You can see it, picture it, the building you've always wanted, an expansion of your existing business, a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at GraphiteGR. Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. I just had an Olympic moment. I saw you. I just had an Olympic moment. You're hopping up and down. Hand on my heart. The good guys won a gold while the gals. I don't know what was that I was watching. You were watching rowing in there. Right. The 800 meter. Well, we've always been a nation of rowers. Yes. We've got a lot of bodies of water. That you do. A lot of them. We do better when it's frozen. Sturdy upper shoulder areas as the ladies... Just nip New Zealand at the end. Is that who was second? And when I you was ni- actually shouting at the at the TV. I know you were. <laughs> it was great. That's what it takes. See, I'm into it. You just put a country flag 
Isn't it crazy what that does no, to true. you emotionally, though? It's true. It really does. It's as fractured as our country is, and still the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. The red, white, and blue makes it. it moves the needle. It does. Uh, this, this event next weekend, by the way, Dave Sproul momentarily um, with the with the gal from Dowling, Carissa. I want to say her name right. I can't, I've been butchering her name. It's not Schweitzer. It is Schweizer. Schweizer. Carissa Schweizer. So she runs in the 10... Uh, 10,000 next Saturday at 5.30 in the morning. And they're going to show the event on Court Avenue at the Farmer's Market. Be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how many people go, but... Um, people that know her. People that know Friends, her. family. Obviously, not a lot of people can travel. Yeah, It was good to see. I saw Channel uh, WHO. They had a photog with the family that was watching the event here mm-hmm. this morning. So uh, that's what makes these Olympics, right? I think it's the human stories that put yeah. it over the top for me. Dave Sproul, KSI, 1430 on the AM dial. Well, Dave, how was your week? Uh, interesting. Yes. Um, obviously, Way too online. Right. Trying to follow, trying to keep <laughs> up what's going on. Uh, it's just, it, I think it's impossible to do it this, uh, everybody wants to know the end game. Let's just cut through the chase. Let's get Texas and Oklahoma to write their checks. Then what happens to the remaining eight? It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be difficult for Cyclone fans. Just the great unknown, right? They're on the cusp of, of the most special season potentially in the history of the program. But then to have this lingering over their heads, alums and fans, etc. Uh, this is just the worst thing that could possibly happen. Uh, well, maybe not the worst thing. I mean, I could probably think of some worse things, but uh, it's it's not ideal, obviously. And yeah, everybody's geared up and loaded up for a, a potentially great uh, football season, and it still can be that. I mean, all the stock and stuff, it's not going to affect who is or is not on the field, or who is or is not coaching on the sidelines. At least it wouldn't appear so. I mean, if that happens, that would be truly wild. Uh, so there's still going to be room to enjoy this, this season upcoming. And I think at some point, maybe it's after today because of all the machinations and, um, you know, all the regents voting and the universities voting and the conferences voting and all that have kind of come to an end now that Texas and Oklahoma have made their, you know, formalities complete. Uh, a lot of that stuff is now going to be about what's happening with lawyers and it's going to fade into the background a little bit. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of talk about it, but... The most you can do right now is kind of sit back and wait for actual decisions to be made, and those are going to be made in boardrooms or courtrooms or places far away from where the typical fans could actually see what's happening. So maybe you know we can get into the coming weeks and relax a little bit about all that and let it work itself out and maybe start to think about football in the not-too-distant future. I'm all for that. Plenty of in Jamie Pollard we trust out there from Cyclone fans that – they think that there's going to be some kind of end game, that there's something bigger coming down, some kind of payday, and not just from Oklahoma and Texas that is going to be coming there. It was Jamie Pollard, I don't know how much could have been done to see something like this, but is there any fingers to point to the athletic director at Iowa State in your mind? Not any more so than any others. I mean, to a certain degree, you could say, well, the, the Big 12 commissioner should have known about this. Maybe some or all of the other Big 8 uh, athletic, big, big 8, listen to me now, uh, the other Big 12 uh, athletic directors, maybe they should have known about this because apparently this goes back to December, or if not earlier. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who probably should have known things that they apparently didn't know. And, 
yeah, Jamie Pollard is on that list, but he's by far not alone. But in, in that regard, yeah, I don't, I don't hold him. Bullsby, yes, uh, the fact that he didn't see this coming, but um, now it's just, just, just get to the end. Where are they going to be? Who are they going to play? Who are their new conference members? What are some of the new tra- uh, travel destinations? Well, let's just save that, Dave, because that uh, that topic, quite frankly. Um, it just it's just an awful topic. Let's end the week on a positive note, and that is the football program and the season that potentially lies ahead. So, when do they get started, Dave? Is it next week for Iowa State as well as far as fall camp? They might be. I know media day is uh, coming up, and usually it's about a month before the kickoff. So the first game is what the fifth of September. Uh, am I getting? Uh, I could be way off on that. Uh, but it's right around then, and usually it's about a month before that when the NCAA starts allowing teams to practice. So maybe it's first week of of August as opposed to next week when actual that is the uh, first week of August will begin. Yep, there you go. So uh, I think we might see start to see before too long probably yeah. some stuff on social media where they like to uh, show guys uh, who are new to campus start moving into their dorms and things like that, and guys maybe getting into the work route, workout room and pumping some iron before actual practices begin, but uh, they probably won't start hitting each other until the actual first week of, of August. I think we're going to know early on there's going to be a lot of talk about getting off to a good start. September's mm-hmm. not been a good month for Matt Campbell's squads in his whole tenure at Iowa State. Outside of just lip service and saying, yeah, we're doing some things differently, is there anything tangible that you believe they can do to be ready right away for you and I and Iowa those first two weeks? Well, I think it'll be interesting to see how they approach the fall practice after the way they handled spring practice in which, uh, you know, Matt Campbell kind of pulled back on the amount of physicality and, and hitting that they did on a day-in and day-out basis. And he said that was something they learned from last fall when he thought maybe they overdid it and, and maybe weren't as prepared as they should have been to face a, a good Louisiana team in that opening game. Uh, but I think given that experience, given how many guys are back from you know, being on the wrong end of that upset last season and uh, are keenly aware that, uh, you know, you and I is, is a quality program in and of itself and that anybody can jump up and beat you on any given day if you're not prepared, then I, I think the leadership on that team is going to have the rest of the, the squad ready to go. And I, I don't think if, if Iowa State loses, and I'm not guaranteeing they're going to win or lose or whatever, and I, I would expect you and I to be fairly competitive for at least most of the game, if not all the way to the to the final whistle. I think, you know, this is an Iowa State team that's not going to be caught off guard uh, at the very least. Maybe they won't um, execute as well as they want to, or maybe an injury makes the, a difference in a game like that. But I, I think they're going to come out ready because I think they learned that lesson the hard way last year. I, I'm assuming that this is the, um, the same across the landscape of college football, but Iowa State, there's really... I mean, as opposed to most fall camps, there's a bunch of jobs that are up for, you know, competition-wise, right? There can't be this year. I mean, you take a look at the offense. The the line is, is all back. The quarterback we know. The running back we know. The tight end we know. We know Hutchinson's going to be one of those guys. We think Tariq Milton, maybe the third receiver. Uh, they've got a couple of pieces to, uh, to uh, switch out on the defensive line. But, man, Dave, there's just not a lot of intrigue as far as position battles this fall, is there? Not when it comes to starting jobs, uh, for the most part, no. There might be a couple spots in the defensive backfield that would be up for grabs. But for the most part, yeah, starters aren't going to be a question. But depth has been something that's been super important to this Iowa State team the last couple years because we know they dealt with injuries. 
And we also know that they've been able to rotate more guys into the lineup at just about every position because they have the kind of depth that they need to keep their performance at the, at the same high level, even if a guy has to be swapped out or a guy just needs a rest. So I think there's still going to be some battles going on, but it's going to be who, who are those guys who are going to fill in the depth and who are going to be capable of rotating in and give those starters a breather or step up in, in case somebody is uh, is injured. And those aren't going to get as much attention, obviously, probably from the media and from the coaching staff, at least publicly. Uh, obviously, in practice and, and in film study, they're going to be paying very close attention, but uh, we might not see those so much publicly. As Our focus is going to be primarily, as you'd expect, on those all those starters are coming back and how they can improve their game and maybe you know take their abilities to the next level and, and things like that to solidify themselves as a, a true Big 12 contender. All right, we got some breaking news away from the Cyclones. Dave Sproul joining us, a Minnesota Twins fan. Jose Barrios is gone. He has been traded to Ken Miller's Toronto Blue Jays. It will be mm. him moving north of the border there. Your reaction as a you Twins fan. see who fan. they're getting back? Uh, what, Austin wh- Martin, who is their, he was their number one pick in last year's draft. Not only that, Woods From Richardson, Vanderbilt. young pitcher that's 20 years old, number four prospect. Holy they got a haul here, Dave. I like the sounds of this. Barrios says prospects. another year, right? He does. Yeah, and that, that's a key to this, the value of this trade is that there's one more season of team control for, mm-hmm. for Barrios and, you know, whatever contract he'd be up for at the end of that span is not one the Twins are going to pony up for. So it makes sense to trade him now while he has that much value on the trade market. And obviously the Twins are, are getting back uh, some quality, at least minor league guys who may or may not be, you know, too far off from being major leaguers. And hopefully it means, you know, maybe not next year I, that uh, the Twins get back into the division race, but, a couple years down the road, maybe they'll be in the thick of things with some of this young talent that they've stockpiled. And uh, it, it makes all the sense in the world for, for me, obviously, to see them do what they're doing because they're terrible this year. They're not going to contend. And, you know, there's not a lot of uh, reason to, to expect that they're going to really contend next season. So maybe a step back next year is a trade-off for stockpiling that talent that'll get you back into the race in 2023 and beyond. Uh, looking at your Twitter feed and following me as I do, it looked like you were at Target Field last weekend. How were the crowds? I mean, there, there can't be any enthusiasm like there would be in a pennant race. What was it like uh, watching your Twins last weekend? Uh, it was it was fun to be there, obviously. I always enjoy going to games. But there the wasn't a big crowd, and they were kind of in it because it was close into the late innings, but... Uh, it wasn't like it was, you know, a couple seasons ago when they were contending and, and, you know, going down the, the stretch of a, a pennant race. So, uh, it, it wasn't quite the same as before. The energy wasn't there. But uh, again, after what happened last season, I'm just grateful to be at games, yep. whether it was 90 degrees or whatever. And of course, I'm, I'm the fool who decided to step out and go to the team store just before Shohei Otani came up to bat and hit the game. Oh, you missed it. Home run. So (laughs) I missed the best part of the game because I'm a doofus. (laughs) Dave Sprout, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. So Iowa State starts September the 4th. Next week is the first week of August. I think we'll have some training camp nuggets to discuss when you join me as Trent will be on vacation next week, next Friday. Thank you, Dave Sprout. Have a great week. You bet, and I'll, I'll try to remember you know, what day it is when we speak next <laughs> week. Uh, this, uh, everything going on has me uh, really uh, muddled when it comes to the actual calendar. Understandable. Thanks, Dave. Good to speak with you.
appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KSI in Ames. So Barrios with another year left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay's first round pick last year is a shortstop, Austin Martin from Vanderbilt. What else? What- uh, Austin Martin, number two prospect in the system, according to uh, Minor League Baseball dot com. Simeon Woods Richardson, who's on the U.S. Olympic team right now, number four prospect in their system. Those are the two names that I have seen to this point. Gotcha. Number two and number four. That's a pretty good haul. That's a good start. Uh, for Barrios, and that means Stripling comes out of the rotation, which is a good thing. Yeah. Jay's got to, I mean, the, the Yankees, look what they've done. Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo? Yeah, right. That right field porch? Uh-huh. They're going to be doing some damage out there. Now, can they pitch? Well, can they pitch? But Boston, Tampa, and the Yankees are all ahead of the Jays. That's a pretty big gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's not a 10-team playoff structure this year. No, there's not, In each league. That's how they got in last year. Anyway, speaking of those Jays, they're going to be a part of Claxons, and you can be too, at 284-5966. If you haven't played in the last 30 days and you would like to do so, we'd love to have you. Again, whether you've won or not, if you've played, you're ineligible for 30 days. You get sent to the sidelines, 284-5966. We will take the first four callers. We'll give you four games, a couple of props thrown in there. If you get the most right, you'll get a $30 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Claxons Barbecue giveaway next. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay right there. It's 1460 KXNO and 106. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renner's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at Renner's Warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-4444. Hi, Miller. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Carson Wentz injured out indefinitely. Oh, no. Foot injury, apparently. We'll see what the out indefinitely means for the new signal caller for the Indianapolis Colts. Jim, Adam, Jesse, and Ricky in that order. You've got an opportunity to win some barbecue at Claxons. The winner gets 35, the runner-up 25. Now, the commissioner of Claxons mm-hmm. is on vacation for the next 10 days. So these four contestants won't be notified until you get back, right? Right, right, exactly. You're not going to do it from Hawaii? No, not on my list. My, my wife's got an agenda, though. She Does has, she? She's a teacher. She's yeah. very buttoned up. Yeah. Our agenda, our days are exactly mapped out. And I like to fray a little bit more. You know, I'm a little more loosey-goosey. Yeah, get cast in a bar and just sit there. and <laughs> sounds right. great to me. Uh, I'm sure Dad will find time for that. All right, let's get to Jim first of all. Uh, Jim, welcome to Miller and Condon. Time for you to get win some barbecue. How are you? 
Good, guys. Thank you. Uh, good to have you, Jim. Here's the first question of Chris Bryant, Zach Davies, Javier Baez, and Craig Kimbrell. That's four Cubs. Of that list of four, how many get traded by three? Well, by uh, by today? One. Just one, okay. Uh, the Royals are in Toronto. The Jays are home for the first time in 161 games. Who wins the three-game series? I'll take the Jays at home. Uh, Mexico and USA to uh, Sunday night Gold Cup soccer match. Mexico or the United States? Mexico. Sunday night baseball. The Red Sox are at Tampa Bay. Battle for the top of the American League East. Who will win that? Rays. Here's the tiebreaker. Total points. Closest without going over. USA versus the Czech Republic in Olympic basketball. Bright and early tomorrow morning. Total total points. Both teams. Closest without going over, Jim. 204. Thanks, Jim. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yep, you too. Uh, Adam is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Adam. Hello. Of Chris Bryant, Zach Davies, Javier Baez, and Craig Kimbrell, how many of those Cubs will be traded today? Three. KC, the Royals at the Blue Jays, three-game series. Who wins the series? Royals. Mexico and USA, Gold Cup Soccer Sunday night. Who will win? USA. Sunday night baseball, Red Sox, Tampa Bay, battle for the American League East. Sunday night baseball, who are you taking? Boston. USA and the Czech Republic. Olympic basketball. Total points combined. Closest without going over. 214. Adam, have a good weekend. Thank you. You guys as well. Thank you, sir. Jesse is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Jesse. Hello. Uh, Bryant, Davies, Baez, Kimbrell. Of those four Cubs, how many get traded today? Two. Royals at Jays. Three-game series. Who will win? Jays. Mexico, USA, Gold Cup Soccer, Sunday night. USA. Red Sox, Tampa, Sunday night baseball. Who wins the game? Red Sox. Tiebreaker, closest without going over. USA, Czech Republic, uh, Olympic men's basketball, total points. 193. Jesse, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And Ricky brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Ricky. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Bryant, Davies, Baez, Kimbrell, those four Cubs, how many are moved today? I say two. Royals, Blue Jays, three-game series. Who wins the series? Jays. Mexico, USA, Gold Cup Sunday night? Mexico. Sunday night baseball, Red Sox, Tampa Bay. Who wins that? I'll take the Rays. Here's the tiebreaker, Ricky. Total points, U.S. Olympic basketball, USA versus the Czech Republic Early tomorrow morning. Total points closest without going over. 92. 90. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm at 162. 162. Well done, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxon, BBQ.com. Claxon, BBQ.com. Serving barbecue in Altoona. For about 25 years. Well, uh, eventful week, disappointing week. I hated this week. One of the worst weeks that I've had in 25 years doing this because it seems like um, it's not going to be good news for one of the two needle movers uh, regarding their football program, where they're going to end up. Hope I'm wrong. I certainly was wrong in 2010 when I went into a weekend thinking it's going to implode. 
It was saved. It's not going to be saved. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas have accepted their bids. They are gone. That mean, doesn't mean it's over. Man, I hope not. I still think there's landing spots. There are things that are going to be okay. Is the structure going to be different? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's not a death knell. No, I know. It's just, it's just different, right? It is. Just different. You want to you know your fate. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wait to be told your fate. You know, you know that the Big 12 is not what it's going to be. Okay, now what? And you're going to make me wait and stew? I mean, we, I'm talking about Iowa State fans, yeah. right? Um, uh, me too. I mean, I want to know what we're going to be talking <laughs> yes. about. What teams do we brush up on? So when we reconvene here in nine days, yeah, how different is this landscape going to look? Are we going to have any definitive answers or at least feel like we're trending towards I, knowing? I think that we'll, we'll be, have been made aware that lawyers are discussing a settlement with ESPN and the Big 12 and obviously Oklahoma and Texas and how much money that's going to be. I don't think we'll know the landing point because I think there's still dominoes to fall. You know, the Big Ten, Stuart Mandel said their television contract's up relatively soon. Right. And they've got to make a move. And yet I don't think these schools do anything until they find out what that move is. Is there a lifeline? O- apparently Oklahoma wanted to, I shouldn't say wanted to, at least broach the subject with the SEC about taking their in-state brethren in Oklahoma State, and that never got off the ground. They said thanks, but no thanks. They said thanks, but no thanks. That wasn't a big enough needle mover for um, the new fangled SEC. So I don't know where we'll be. I just wish that, you know, for Cyclone fans, that they would be... They would find out their fate. Right. What and conference are they going to be in? Who are they going to be in it with? Yeah. Who's coming with them from the Big 12? Are you kidding me? Kansas and Iowa State to the Big 10? The Pac-12? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of night games or a lot of 9 o'clock games. But you know what? We still have, we're in a conference with major, major brand names. It remains to be seen. Hurry up and wait. Well, vacation doesn't start for me. I still got a couple got, of things yeah, in so front. Tonight, you're on at 7.30. Yep, 7.30 tonight. It'll be Ankeny versus Johnston, a rematch yep. of last year's championship game. This to get to the championship. Championship game, then 2.30 tomorrow afternoon, all here on KXNO. So will you have your phone with you? Does your cell phone work in Hawaii if I need a number? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it should. I'm going to try and leave you alone. I'm going to try and do my damnedest to leave you alone. Just let Do you... it the night before, though. Cause no, I will. It's early in the morning. It'll yeah. be early. Yeah, I, uh, you can count on that. We'll see you on the 10th. Yes. Have a wonderful time, you Thank and your you. family. Uh, we will he'll speak to you on Monday morning. Uh, a lot of local programming still to go. Murph and Andy had won the Fanatics at 3 tomorrow morning. It's the Saturday morning pregame. Talk to you next week. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your